0: To five in the morning, how too young and uh yeah. I guess it can't get no easy. I know you need me. I guess it's gonna ride your way, but do you favor, yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This isn't the man, the myth, the legend. Jalen Hunter and if you would do me a favor Please subscribe me on the YouTube channel Uh, Any any subscription will help man I appreciate it Uh, but here's where we'll start So There's not really much to talk about When we talk about the Thursday night football game Between the Rams and the Seahawks The better team won The Rams are better In almost every aspect Outside of probably quarterback but Matthew Stafford played incredible. Uh, you know, he threw for 365 yards, one touchdown, one bad interception. But, you know, it didn't really cost them. And everything that we knew about the Rams and the Seahawks is exactly what happened. What, what are the Rams this year? The Rams last year, let's say this, the Rams last year was the number one defense in the, in the, in the league. Yes, their their offense with Jared Goff wasn't the best, but they had the number one defense this year. Their defense is struggling. I don't know if it's because of the new personnel or the personnel that I think three players from last year are not here this year. I don't know what it is, but their defense is not not good. Uh, Now, Jalen Ramsey has been good. Aaron Donald has been good, but the defense as a whole has not been good, which is why you see... You know the, the the inconsistency that you're seeing from the Rams is early in the season. Now I know it's hard to say like inconsistency. They're four and one. I, I get that, but you can't tell me that this the same Rams. T- All right, so you get two glimpses, kind of like the Saint, uh, the Saints. You know how the Saints looked week week one against the uh, the the Patriots, how they beat them like thirty eight to three, and then how they look just completely putrid the next year or the next week. You're kind of getting that with the Saints. I mean, why do I keep saying? You're trying to you're kind of getting that with the Rams. Now, it was not really costing them games, but you remember how the Rams looked against the the Bucks. They looked like world beaters. They looked like they were ready to play. They looked like the best team in the league. They looked like they couldn't be stopped. Then the next week they 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 just they laid an egg. And then don't get me started about how they looked against the the Arizona Cardinals. Now I am I do admit yes, Arizona Cardinals is a great team, but the Rams should not look as that that inept against the Arizona Cardinals, especially when they're four and one. They were undefeated at the time. But everything that we that that we know from the Rams, everything that we know from the from the Seahawks, is exactly what we are. Who are the Seahawks? The Seahawks is a Russell Wilson leded team. Uh it's pretty much Russell Wilson or bust, yes, they have some good receivers and Tyler lockett and d k Metcalf uh chris Carson is a good running back even though he is hurt yet again with a neck injury even you know I do hope speedy recovery, but chris Carson is starting to become one of those injury prone players. I'll just have to admit it and the defense man the the offensive line isn't that good uh the defense the defense has some good players, but as a whole, it's not good. It's kind of like the, the the Rams. In fact, both of these teams are kind of mirroring each other. The only difference is, of course, the record. The Rams is a really good offense. The, the Seahawks have a really good offense, even though the Rams do have a better offensive line than the Seahawks. They're, both these teams are kind of mirroring each other. You know, both defenses are struggling. Even though, don't get it confused. Yes, there are some. There is like a big name or two on the the Seahawks but Seahawks defense but that's nothing compared to Aaron Donald and and Jalen Ramsey but the take this is what I took away from the game again it's not much to talk it it wasn't that much to talk about as far as a game perspective um you know the, the the things that we've seen from the Rams is exactly what we got from the Rams the things that we've seen from the Seahawks is exactly what we got from the Seahawks but here's what here's the biggest takeaway uh from this game. So Russell Wilson went out with a dislocated shoulder, or dislocated finger. They're saying it's a sprain, but we saw it on TV. It was dislocated. Uh he he went for a pass and he hit Aaron or his finger hit Aaron, Aaron Donald's hand after getting through the line again and uh dislocated his finger. Now I saw, it goes back to I say this time and time again I kind of put the put Russell Wilson the Seattle Seahawks I kind of put them in a basketball category and what do I mean by that a basketball team let's let's now I'm not saying he's LeBron James but let's let's look at the Lakers right or let's look at Cleveland and LeBron James tenured even though they had Kyrie even though they had Kevin Love That team was built solely around LeBron James. And if LeBron James was out of there, they just didn't look good. Hell, you can even kind of say that with, you know, the Lakers before this year. They were built solely around LeBron. So if LeBron's not there, they looked horrible. Why Why am I talking about that with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks? Russell Wilson could not finish the game because of the dislocated show, or dislocated finger, and Geno Smith had to come in. Now, Geno Smith did look good. He did throw a touchdown to DK Metcalf. But did you see how fast, like, I, now I understand he's not a, a rookie or anything, but did you see how fast the Rams' defense picked up, you know, exactly what Geno Smith is, exactly what he was going to do? To the point where now I understand that it, it could have you could have called a, a pass interference, it was a slip and is what it is, but Tyler Lockett fell, I guess, and Geno Smith threw a bad, you know, game ending interception pretty much. I'm saying all this to say the Seahawks cannot afford. The Seahawks is probably one of those teams, one of the few teams that are so dependent this is a quarterback league we know this we we the, the nfl is a quarterback league you're only as good as your quarterback as far as you know the quarterback is going to take you as, as far as you go you know but there are some teams that can kind of fare okay with the uh, with a backup quarterback for instance the tennessee titans yes you have ryan Tannehill, and don't get me wrong he's okay but you know that you have Derrick Henry, the workhorse. Sam Darnold and the Panthers. Sam Darnold is really good, but you have Christian McCaffrey when healthy. You have DJ Moore. You have Robbie Anderson. You have some really good pieces. And we'll talk about the Panthers in a second or a little bit later. The Ravens. Yes, is built around Lamar. And, of course, and I'm not saying that none of these teams will – they're not going to be as good if they don't have their starting quarterbacks of course, but they can you know the Ravens is a run heavy offense, and that's why their backup pretty much looks like a mirror image of Lamar Jackson of course he's just not that good I mean not as good as Lamar. I'm saying all that to say this this Seattle Seahawks team is in trouble if well let me st- they're they're in trouble if Russell Wilson cannot play. If this if this finger injury lingers on, they're in trouble because this team is not built to subs- to to withstand having a backup quarterback. Geno Smith can play his heart out. We've seen the best of Geno Smith, and the best of Geno Smith is not uh, ahead of him. Now again, you can say that about a lot of teams, but. Russell Wilson, th- this team is so dependent on Russell Wilson. Look at, outside of Russell Wilson, what is a dom? They, yes, they have a good receiving core. They have DK Metcalf, they have Tyler Lockett, but you need a good quarterback to get them the ball. Case in point, look at the, the New York Giants receiving core. They have Kenny Galladay. They have Sterling Shepard. They have Darius Slayton when healthy they have Ingram at the tight end. They have one of the be- it, they have one of the best receiving cores in the league, not the best, but one of the best in the league. but why are they not really considered a top a top wide receiver core because of who's throwing them the ball? You can put the Giants' receiving core up against a lot of people. It's not saying that they win, but you can put them up against the Cowboys' receiving core. You can put them up against the totality of the of the Kansas City Chiefs' receiving core. You can put them up against the totality of the New York. I'm not New York. Um the the Bucks' receiving core. Not saying that they're better, but they can stack up. However, when you look at the person throwing them the ball, uh, you got to kind of. Daniel Jones is not Tom Brady. Daniel Jones is not Dak Prescott. Daniel Jones is not Patrick Mahomes. Now, I understand those are big names, but Daniel Jones he struggles with interception problem. He has an interception problem. I'm saying all that to say this, man. The Seahawks are not in a good position if they if if Russell Wilson not only can't play, but if he can play but he's limited with his finger because they do not have another core that can pick up the pace for him. That's the thing that the Bucks. The Bucks are so loaded. So let me not even. Let me not even. Say, uh, let me go back. Let me go to a different team. Um, hell, even a lower, a lower tier team like the like the Bengals. The Bengals, even though Joe Burrow is a big part of them, they have Joe Mixon that can kind of pick up the slack. And with the the recurring in, neck injury uh, from Chris, uh, with you know. The recurring neck injury that Chris Carson has, they do not have another dependable unit because their defense is not dependable. And and yes, I understand you have Jamal Adams, but Jamal Adams is is he's a he's a blitzing linebacker safety that is horrible on coverage. Like he's horrible in coverage. You can turn on the tape. He is a hard hitter. He make a big player too, but in coverage, he is horrible. Bobby Wagner is, he's still really good, but he's not the Bobby Wagner from the Legion of Boom, which is so many years ago. We have I mean, you have to hope, this team has to hope that Russell Wilson uh can, you know, his his finger will not, his dislocated finger will not pose that much of a problem because if it does, this team is dead in the water. And I know it's wait, it's just a dislocated finger, Jay. I get that but it's from a quarterback now there have been some quarterbacks that um have played with dislocated fingers and and he could definitely play with a dislocated finger but it was clearly that it was clearly bad enough that he couldn't finish the game on Thursday so you know I, it's just you know this and, and that's what that's that's what makes the Rams different than than the Seahawks, is that Henderson has been playing well, even though he got I think he got hurt. Um, I know Sonny Michelle has been playing good. If 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 Matthew Stafford does not play well, there's another unit that can pick him up, even with their defense struggling. You still have big names like I said, like Aaron Donald, like Jalen uh, Ramsey. Both are probably the best players at their position. Definitely Aaron Donald is the best player in and position. And, and, and pro, you know, Jalen Ramsey is probably the best corner in the, in, in the league. So two players at, at their best at that position. So they have another unit, if Matthew Stafford does not play well, to pick them up. The Seahawks do not. If Russell Wilson is not playing at an ungodly level, then the Seahawks is a very mortal team. So let's, 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 let's move on to a story that I kind of, I kind of touched on for a second, but I thought when I touched on it before, I thought that I had, we had the whole picture and we didn't. And that, and let, let me talk about the urban miles, urban Meyer situation for a second. So of course we know he was caught on camera after a game. Uh, well, let me say this. He was caught at a bar on camera. Uh, I guess uh, there was a young lady dancing on him. There was drinks around, dancing on him. It looked like he was doing something with his hands. I don't know. It wasn't his wife. Uh, he was caught on tape by the bing, by the boom. You know the rest. Or no, he he then goes. You know he apologizes to the media in a weird, the the worst weirdest apology I've ever seen in my life. Like he was scared to even look at the media. I don't I, But here that's pretty much where I when I when I covered this the first time or when I talked about it the first time that's pretty much where I ended. I pretty much said, "Hey, he made a mistake. Um you know, he just has to own up to it, talk to his team, keep moving." That's pretty much, what, you know, your focus your, the focus should not be on this. The focus should be on winning, especially with a young franchise especially you know not young franchise young you know team a team that's not really that good young quarterback you you shouldn't focus on this you apologize talk to the team keep it moving that is where I ended that story but that was not the end and that was not the whole story what I didn't what, what I didn't really understand until reports started coming out left and right is there have been there, – there have been – we see on, on, on film and we see week after week that the Jaguars are not a good team. Yes, Trevor Lawrence is cool, but they're not a good team. They don't really have a good unit, period. They don't have a good offensive line. Uh, DJ Chalk, Chalk is out uh, for the season with an injury. They don't really have a good wide receiver core. They don't have a good defense at all. Urban Myers is a new coach. They don't really have a good team. And the last thing that you want to do is be a new coach. Cause of course we know about the 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 status that Urban Myers holds in college. You know, we know about Florida. We know about uh Ohio State. But when you that doesn't really carry over to the NFL. And I'm saying all this to say there have been reports that his message is not getting through with the team. In fact, his, his is there, there are reports coming out saying his team. The team is not, not only they're not listening to him, they don't like his leadership. He's not a good leader to them. Again, it's different when you, you are recruiting a five star athlete or you're recruiting a four star athlete, you're recruiting college kids. It's different than when you're talking to grown men that make more than you. You have to, you have to come with them a different way. That's why a lot of college coaches, now some do, don't get me wrong, some do. But that's why a lot of college coaches don't really make it in the league. Lou Holtz tried it, didn't work. And uh Nick Saban, the the greatest college football coach ever, Nick Saban did not work in the NFL. And and it's it's not again, I'm not it's early. I mean, it's only it's early. But It's not looking like it's working for Urban Myers, And that wasn't the whole story. Then the video happened. No, first, they lost. They lost. And the first time I've ever heard this. And you know it's not just me because every single time I've heard the story, every single time I've heard another media pundit, every time I've heard another former player, former team, You know, scout, former coach, talk about this. They say the same thing. This has never happened in X amount of years that they've been in the league or covering the league. After the game, the team went on one flight and went home. You know, it was a away game. They went, they went back to Jacksonville. Urban Meyer did not. Never have I ever heard a team getting on a team plane after a game and not the coach. And again, it's not just me. Again, I know I've never been in the league. But it's not just me. Every single person that talks about this story says, yo, that's I've never heard of that. And then after that, that's when you see the video. And it is a damning video, I'll say that. <laughs> and then, instead of addressing his team, which I think anybody should do especially if you're the head coach he cancels practice trying to avoid talking to the team trying to avoid talking to the media and i guess because i mean it's pretty much spreading like wire wildfire he uh he acquiesces and talks to the media and he doesn't even talk to the team as a whole i think he talks to the you know individual uh, uh units and i mean he talks to the Team units like the, the, the linebacker core, uh the, the, the wide receiver core. He talks to them individually. What the, the the conversation coming out of this is should Urban Myers get fired? Now Urban Myers has already come out and said he's not resigning. Um the 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 owner of the team said, which was the weirdest thing I've ever heard, the owner of the team said Urban Myers need you know he dis- he disappointed us and he needs to earn my respect and the team's respect again. The owner of the team says the coach that you are employing needs to earn your respect again. Like I said, the 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 conversation around all this is should Urban Myers get fired? Now I say this a lot. I'm not one to call for somebody's job. We just got out of the pandemic, uh, or we're pretty much still in the pandemic, so jobs are at a scarce at this point. And I'm not one to call for somebody's job. Like you know, I, I want someone to have the, the 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 utmost opportunity to to succeed at whatever they do. Not saying that keep giving them chance after chance after chance after chance if they don't take it upon themselves to try to grow I'm saying I want them to have the best opportunity to win in in life but when we talk about coaches right two things that can't happen two things when you're a head coach of a football team whether that's college whether that's NFL two things cannot happen One, you cannot lose the locker room. You cannot lose the locker room because once you lose the locker room, you're not getting it back. That is, that is, anyone knows it. And that's just not, that's just not football. That's any sport. If you lose the locker room, you're not getting it back. Two, you cannot be a distraction. That's what we talk about a lot with 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 backup quarterbacks. Hell, that's probably one of the biggest reasons why Cam Newton is not in the league right now. Because more than likely he would be a, a backup to somebody right now because it's, it's you know, we're in the middle of the season. Uh, You don't want to, you know, he's the type of person we have to build the offense around him. So that's not going to happen in Week Four of the NFL. So more than likely, whatever team that he goes to, he'll be a backup until further notice, or he'll just be a backup. And we and people know that Cam Newton will be bigger than the team. Like Cam Newton is too big and too, I guess, his what what did he say? <laughs> his aura is too big to be a backup quarterback right now, or to be a backup to 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 Mac Jones and pretty much to be a backup. And the two things that I said you can't do is exactly what Urban Myers has done. And it's not just a multiple people have saying that he's lost or losing the locker room because people don't respect him, especially after you send the team home and you don't get on the team jet. First time anyone's ever heard that. And two, you don't even address the team. About something like this, and it's not just that they haven't been winning. Now, again, you can understand that the team's not that good, but they haven't been winning. And 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 reports are he hasn't really he hasn't really been addressing the team well after these wins or about these wins, and he hasn't really made any 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 coaching changes after these losses. It's, 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 again, man, it's, it's, you can't stress this enough. College is not the NFL. And I'm not just saying that with talent level. Not every team in the league in the NFL is better than Alabama, better than the best, the best college team. Every team is better than the best. Every team in the NFL, hell, whether it's the Jaguars, whether it's the Houston Texans, whether it's any team is better than the best college team. Which means you're not getting pancakes anymore. Like you're not getting cupcake teams. You're not you're not playing Fresno States. You're not playing you're not playing San Diego States. You're not playing uh, Oklahoma States every team has the best players because they're in the NFL so a lot of that it's, it's it's easy to get to recruit the best, Urban Myers is a great recruiter, a great recruiter or at least he was back in his day back in when he was coaching college but that don't fly in the NFL there's too much money being passed around too much talent on a team So you got to come correct or you will get your head blown in. As far as I don't mean that as like murder or anything. I mean, like you'll lose. I want to clear that up. You'll lose in a game. And quiet as it's kept. A lot of people don't really want to. There's always Urban Myers again is uh, is his his record. His college record is it speaks for itself. Almost everywhere he's gone in college he's been successful. That's his 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 record is speaks for itself. But there is something to be said about everywhere he's gone, there has been a story. Everywhere he's gone, there's been something. Florida. Aaron Hernandez. Now I'm not saying that it's I'm not saying that Urban Myers, of course, was complicit in that. But there has always been a story with his players. Urban, Ohio, Florida. Ohio State. Ezekiel Elliott. A lot of players. The whole rape thing. Not not Ezekiel Elliott, but the story. The whole rape thing. At Ohio State. And how the, there's always something with Urban Myers. And at some point, again, that urban look. at some point you have to look at the common denominator, and in all these situations. There's one common denominator in all of the situations that everywhere that Urban Meyer goes, there's always a story off the field. Insert the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this time, the story is Urban Myers. I don't know what's going to happen. As we sit here today, Urban Myers the coach, um, and I don't know if they're going to fire him uh, or not. But I do know that your record is your record. and Urban Meyer has a spectacular college record. I also understand that he has a horrible NFL record and he has a very sketchy off the field record. And and for people to saying, well, you can't blame Urban Meyer for what happened you know, at Florida or what happened at Ohio State. These are players that are going to make their decisions. Yeah, um, true. But why is it that you never hear anything come out of Alabama? Why is it that you never hear anything, you know, in in, in Nick Saban? Why is it that you never hear anything come out of Penn State under uh, Franklin? Why is it that we never hear anything come from Notre Dame? Why is it that we never hear anything come from organizations with great coaches? We never hear anything come out of that. Yet and still, every single place Urban Myers goes, there's a story. Again, man, the two things that you cannot do, two things, as a head coach in the NFL, lose the locker room, and be a distraction—a distraction bigger than the team—and that's that is that is crazy. That he is a he as Urban Myers right now is a bigger distraction than the Jacksonville Jaguars as a team as a whole uh, with a horrible team and a number one overall player number one overall quarterback and the biggest story coming out of jacksonville is urban myers off the field issues and his personality not fitting with the team or his coaching style not fitting with the team the two things you can't do in the league is exactly what he's doing right now so, does he get fired? I don't know. I know if I owned a team. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just know what we've been presented. So let me let me move on. Another story that happened, um, which was it kind of it was weird to me, was. Stephon Gilmore uh, and the Patriots. So Stephon Gilmore has been on the PUP uh, P- players unable to perform list the entire year. Uh, but there, there has been rumblings pretty much for the past two years that Stephon Gilmore may be out of New England. And I don't remember. I think it was Thursday. A report came out saying that he was being released. I'm like, oh, okay. whoa. That was a shocker because he is, you know, a multiple-time pro bowler. He's a defensive player of the year or a former defensive player of the year, and you're just going to release him? Whoa. Now, I will say this. It was a shock, but I don't think it was that big of a shock to the world because the the Patriots have this. They do this all the time, whether they get off a player uh, years before they have to or they lose a player and then that player just turns out – great like they did this to van noy they did this to chug they did this to to so many uh one of the mccourdies who came back they do this all the time so while it was like damn you letting go with stefan gilmore he's former defensive player of the year it wasn't that shocking what the shockingness came probably again this was the report said patriots set to release stefan gilmore probably 30 minutes later I see Panthers trade six round pick for Stefan Gilmore I'm like wait what I thought it was supposed to be uh, what I thought they said he released him and then what it, what made it even more weird is I guess his agent or somebody that was in contact with uh, Gilmore's agent was pretty much saying that he's on his way to Green Bay. Now, we know the injury situation and the injury problems that Green Bay has dealt with on the defensive side of the ball. So we're like, well, okay, well, he's Gilmore in Green Bay. That's great for him to then turn around and go to the Panthers or get traded to the Panthers. This is why this story is weird to me. It's not weird, but this is why this story is – that's weird. It's crazy to me. Uh, apparently what happened, or what it looks like that happened, they haven't confirmed or denied. But what apparently it happened is they released or they, they 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 made a statement saying they were set to release. They did this for 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 teams to call them and say, Hey, before you know what what can we do? What can we do? And then they made the trade to the Panthers. Here's the thing that I don't like about this story. It doesn't seem like Stefan Gilmore. Now, I understand he's from Carolina, like his hometown is Carolina. But it doesn't seem like he even knew he was going. Because, again, whoever was in contact with his agent, who pretty much is really sourced or whatever, was saying that he and his agent were, were pretty much confirming that they're trying to go to or he will be going to Green Bay just to turn around and go to the Panthers. If 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 he was traded without knowing that's i understand this is a league both nfl nba whatever league where you can get traded in a heartbeat we all know this but don't play with my don't play with 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 my name like that and what i mean by that is don't don't just dangle me out there for teams to be like hey you know i'm about to release them what do you want to do and then tell me that i'm going to be released so then i have to set my mind okay so you know that means there's a sea full of people or a sea full of teams that can pick me up. This to then, go behind my back and trade me to a team. Now, reports are coming out saying that he was asking for like $15 million a year. Now, that's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. For especially for a corner that's injured right now, that's a lot of money. But put the injury aside, for a corner that is a multiple-time Pro Bowler, that is a former defensive player of the year, that... When healthy is still one of the best cornerbacks in the league that's not that much i mean that's a lot of money but it, he warrants it the only problem is one is the patriots and we know how frugal the patriots can be with good players i.e look at their greatest quarterback ever on a different team because they weren't trying to pay him or they kept trying to do pay cuts for uh with their greatest player ever so <sighs> It, you know, again, I don't, the, all the reports haven't come on. Stephon, Stephon Gilmore hasn't said anything. The Patriots haven't said anything. But it did seem like Stephon Gilmore felt, and his represent or his agent or whatever, felt that they were getting released, meaning they were trying to go to Green Bay. So for then, then 30 minutes or, or 10 minutes or whatever later, say, hey, we trade him to the Panthers. That's crazy to me. But what does this mean? For um what does this mean for Stefan Gilmore and the Panthers? Well, the Panthers already have a very good defense. Their defense is pretty much underrated. And I mean underrated because when we talk about the best defense in the league, not a lot of teams say the Panthers. Now they or not a lot of people say the Panthers. Now, the Panthers do not have the best defense in the league, but their defense is great. They're one of the best uh I think they are the best run defense. They are a great defense. The only problem is you know they they're dealing with some injuries in the back end you know JC Horn was 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 their um top draft pick he's hurt you bring you bring in Stefan Gilmore that changes a lot of things Stefan Gilmore is so good that he can turn an average defense into a a really good defense he can turn a really good defense into a great defense he can turn a bad defense into an average defense just him alone that's how good he is now he is on the PUP list, and I, I think that the reports are saying that he will be available after or on in week seven. So you pretty much trade a sixth round pick that may matriculate into nothing, and you get a former defensive player of the year in one of the best. And a lot of people argue when healthy is the best cornerback in the league. Again, I don't, I don't know if Stephon Gilman wanted to go. I know that's his hometown, but that's where he's at right now. And the 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 Panthers got his steal. And for the New England Patriots, man, it, you know they, they they they've 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 made a lot of questionable decisions over the years. Um, you're telling me the thing that I don't understand now, again, I could be wrong. I don't know, but you're telling me that a player with the statue or the stature that that Stefan Gilmore has, you're telling me that the best thing that you could have done was get a sixth round pick, especially when you see how much, uh, uh, Jalen, uh, no Jamal Adams was worth or how much, um, I now understand it's a different position, but how much, uh, uh, tyron matthews were and a lot of people will say that stefan gilmore when healthy is better than those players so you see how much that they get and you you he a sixth round pick i don't know but good for stefan gilmore hopefully if that's where if he wants to go to panthers good for the panthers uh, I, I hope nothing but the best for him. Another, another surprising, um, another surprising release was Jalen Smith from the Cowboys. Now, when we talk about surprising, okay, so Jalen Smith has a really good. I mean, Jalen Smith coming out of Notre Dame, he came with an, a, a gruesome, gruesome injury and. Uh, it didn't even look like he was finna walk again. Like, that's how bad that injury looked. So, from the fact that you go from that, definitely had nerve damage, to now being in the NFL is is a testament of its own. He won. He he won. He, he won. And, but, and Jalen Smith, especially coming, you know, coming into, once he started, you know, playing and stuff, he was great. He was one of the fastest linebackers that we had uh, in the league. He was good. Now he wasn't phenomenal, but he was good. And but but kind of like a uh, kind of like Jamal Adams, you can be really. Now I'm not saying he's on the same level as Jamal Adams. Don't get me wrong, but Jalen Smith had issues. Like, and when I say issues, as far as he he was horrible in open field tackling, like horrible. And he, I don't know what it is. Like he he was he was. All, like he i don't know if he couldn't read coverage or he has his ability to read coverage was de- decreasing but there was a lot of times he was out of position him and Mike, michael parsons now on you can understand michael parsons because he's a rookie but him and michael parsons were out of par, out of out of uh out of position a lot of times now he still is very fast and May you know you can saw his role was was possibly changing with the emergence of Mika Parsons, but the Cowboys just released him. I mean, and I was like, oh shoot, okay. Now he's still at his best, still a serviceable player, still really good, still a hard hitter, still one of the fastest linebackers that we have in the league, and he got picked up by by uh. Green Bay signed a one-year deal I think that'll be good for Green Bay especially with Zendarius Smith out um it's just you can't depend on Jalen Smith to be like your best player because I don't think or to be you can't expect him to be what he was a couple years ago because he just isn't anymore and you can't expect him to be your best player the good thing is with you know, with the Green Bay Packers, he's not. You have Z- uh, Zaire Alexander. Of course, we need to see what happens when Zendarius Smith comes back. Uh, you saw Preston Smith. So he's just going to be one of the, you know, he was a, you know, you see, you did have Dexter Lawrence, you did have Michael Parsons, you did have Vander Esch, but Jalen Smith played a big part in that defense. He's not, he's going to play a part, but he's not going to play a huge part in the Green Bay defense. And I think that's where he'll thrive the most. Um but you know there have been what last last week man it was a, a string of uh of crazy crazy um crazy crazy cuts and, and crazy situations so shouts out to Jalen Smith Shouts out to Stephon Gilmore and you know definitely definitely see where it goes from there so but we are we're, we're here at week five we're here at week five and I'm going to predict the games Uh, I do this you know prediction on Saturdays and breakdowns on Wednesdays you know that's what we do so predicting the games uh, again we already had Thursday night football the Rams won 26 to 17 or beat the Seahawks 26 to 17 so where do I see this this playing out you have the Jets and the Falcons in in London first and foremost I feel bad for London I don't to – I think the stat came out is I think we've never sent them two winning teams. Like I think maybe once or tw- like I don't think we've ever done that. And I I the <laughs> this I don't know if that's because the, the the good teams just decline. I don't I don't know, but I feel bad for London man. Like they keep getting the 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 crap teams, man. But at nine thirty in the morning Eastern Standard Time, uh. The Jets play the Falcons. Um, To me, it's the quarterback game. Who's better between Zach Wilson and and Matt Ryan? And I'll go with Matt Ryan at this time. I also think that, you know, Kyle Pitts should play a big role, seeing as though Calvin really is not traveling with the team right now uh, or for this game and not playing. So I think that, you know, Mike Davis and and Kyle Pitts are going to have big games or should have big games. So I'm I'm gonna take the Falcons with that. Lions and Vikings. Vikings, uh the Lions are 0-4, and, and they while they have played hard, you're we're really starting to see the Vikings are having are having a tough time finishing games. Now the Vikings are having a tough time finishing games, but not as bad as the 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 Lions, man. The Lions had an opportunity to beat not only the Ravens but the but the Green Bay Packers and they just let it slip through their hands. Well, the Green Bay Packers, they just they just laid an egg the second half. But the Lions are having a tough time finishing games, so I, I'm gonna go with the Vikings, Saints in Washington. To me, this is a toss-up game, and the Saints aren't playing that well. Washington's defense still ain't playing that well, but the offense, you know, Tyler Heineke he looks really good. Uh, Terry McLaurin looks good. Antonio Gibson, I think he's playing through a, a, a torn ligament in his shin. So we'll see how that goes. J.D. McKissick's cool. Logan Thomas is out, so that's big. Bossick's out for the season. That's huge. Uh, but we don't know. What, again, we don't know what we'd get from the Saints. Uh, we We don't know, but... I'm gonna go Washington. I'm gonna go Washington because I I just think that I I think that again, and it kind of goes back to what I said again. It was the Dolphins and somebody. You have to you have to write the ship sometime, and I think that Washington's defense has to write the ship in one of these games. And I think this could be the perfect game to do it. Um, So they're at home after a two game stint. Uh, Washington. You know, I I just think that this this could be the the game where Washington's all defense gets together. Especially, even though you know you did lose Bosick for the season, which is a big loss. Um, you still have really good pieces on the defensive end or defensive side of the ball. So I I have Washington with that one. Patriots and Texans. <sighs> I got the Patriots just because their defense and their running game. Um, now that's no, you know, the Texans while they 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 are both 1 and 3 and the Texans did just lose 40 to 0 against the Bills. The Texans are a lot better than I thought they would be. Um but the Patriots to me are just a better team and I don't think Mac Jones is going to throw for 350 yards or 400 yards, but I think he's going to th- you know do just enough uh that doesn't lose them the game. So I have the Pan- uh, Patriots winning that game. Dolphins and Bucks. I got the Bucks best team, well on paper, they're the best team on the in the league. Even though you know their corner, they're they're dropping like flies on the defensive side of the ball, man. And you know, you know it's bad. And, and no offense to Richard Sherman, but you know it's bad where you sign Richard Sherman, uh, in the same. You sign him on a Wednesday, and he and he starts on a Sunday, like it's it's you know they're dropping like flies in the back end of that defense. Uh, but I think that the Dolphins, I mean, two is probably two is not playing so. I think the Dolphins, and even if Tua was playing, I don't I don't have the Dolphins winning this game, so I have the Bucks. Packers at Bengals. I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, Joe Burrow against Aaron Rodgers. I just think that Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers is better than Joe Burrow, and I think that the Green Bay defense is is better than I mean, the Bengals offensive line is still bad. Uh, we talk about this time and time again, and I think that, you know, the the the, the Green Bay Packers are going to Gonna, I mean, they're, they're they're kind of on a roll right now. So I have Green Bay, Broncos, and Steelers. I have the Steelers. I think you know Teddy Bridgewater not playing, or I don't think he will play due to concussion. He might, who knows? uh But I, I just I don't know. Like the Broncos, that loss against the Steelers I mean the Ravens last week, definitely kind of put into perspective who the Broncos kind of are. Now I. I it's still Big Ben, man. Big Ben is is still holding back the Big Ben and the offensive line is still holding back the Steelers' chances of winning. But um, I don't know. I, I do need to see. I need to see the Broncos get back on the right track. And I don't know if the Steel, going against this defense because the Ravens' defense suffocated this, the the Broncos last week. And the Steelers, in my opinion, have a better defense than the Ravens. So I, I got the Steelers winning this one. Panthers and Eagles. I got the Panthers. The Panthers uh fought valiantly to the end against the Cowboys and the Eagles are not the Cowboys. <laughs> and I think that they want to, you know, they want to get back on the right track after losing uh their first game of the season. Uh, so I have the Panthers being the Eagles. Tennessee Titans against the Jaguars. I I mean, you lose to the Jets. You lose to the Jets, so I can't really put anything above the Tennessee Titans game. Uh, but I do think that especially out of Jacksonville right now, there's a lot of distractions and a lot of talk that it has nothing to do with football. And even though the Tennessee Titans defense has been horrible this year, like like god awful, I think that they're going to they they're they're gonna have to write the ship. That you can't lose to the Jets one week and then turn around and lose to the Jaguars the next. That's just I I can't see that. Especially with Derrick Henry now. Julio Jones probably is not playing, but AJ Brown should be playing. Um I got the I got the Tennessee Titans winning. Browns and Chargers. I think this is a, a bigger game than a lot of people expect just because of the talk that's going around um, you know, Baker Mayfield and and some of his inaccuracies this year, even though they are three one. He has, you know, he has kind of kind of been kind of errant with some of his passes. Uh, and the Chargers are 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 rolling, especially after beating the the Raiders. I got the Chargers. I think the Chargers, mm. I think it comes down to who outperforms who as far as what does Baker Mayfield do against the Chargers defense compared to what Justin Herbert does to the Browns defense. Uh, the Browns probably have a better defense, but I think Justin Herbert is playing better than 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 the Browns defense so I got the Chargers winning that especially the Chargers are kind of on a roll right now after being the Raiders so I have the Browns at Raiders I got the Raiders in this one uh Justin Fields will be starting moving forward that's what Maggie, Matt, Matt Nagy said uh but the Raiders even though they did lose I think that they're 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 still a, a good team um I don't you know I did see bad Derek Carr on Monday Night Football, I believe it was. It was bad. Like, Derek Carr looked like he was seeing ghosts. You know, it it didn't look good. However, I you know, I don't know if that's going to be a a, a recurring thing or is that just a one-game thing. I I need to see that. So I'm going to take the Raiders. Cardinals and 49ers. Uh the Cardinals are on a roll. Right now Cardinals are playing like the best team in the league and until I see them lose, I'm not going to pick against them. So I have the Cardinals beating the 49 especially Trey Trey Lance is starting uh, week, you know, this week cuz Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt. I don't know if he's ready to start even though he did look good when he had to play with Jimmy G going out. Um but I don't I don't I, I'm not betting against the Cardinals until I see them lose. So I have the Cardinals winning that Cowboys and Giants. I think I mean pretty much you know with the with the NFC East rivalry and everything, people are making this a huge game. I don't. I think the Giants are about to get destroyed. Like the Cowboys are just on a roll, man. The Cowboys are playing great football, both ends of the floor. I mean, both sides of the ball, whether it's defense and offense. Like they're playing really good, really good team football. So I just. And in, in the in I don't I don't trust Daniel Jones. I, I do not trust Daniel Jones. So I have the Cowboys winning that. To me, the biggest game, the biggest game of the season right now. No, not even right now. The biggest game of the season in my opinion, and the game that's going to tell us a lot, is the Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now put the records aside, Kansas City Chiefs is two and two, the Bills are three and one. This is the team that the Bills have had a tough time. Actually, this is the team that the Bills have not been able to conquer. It's kind of like Lamar Jackson going against the Chiefs. Um, A lot of people think that the Bills Bills have been playing, have been arguably, you know, neck and neck with uh, the Cardinals as playing the best football this year. But the one thing that people keep saying is, what about the Chiefs? What about the Chiefs? The Bills have have been great against everyone outside the bills i mean outside the kansas city chiefs and the bills are on a roll right now one winners of three straight what happened you know i want to see what they look like especially at arrowhead i want to see what they look like against the kansas city chiefs especially a kansas city chiefs team that they can beat the kansas city chiefs defense is not good uh you know they're they're kind of even though they did just have a five touchdown game they're kind of they're kind of just not not in sync right now. So this is the perfect time to catch them. So I I want to see just how you know how they look. Um and and if they can't beat them now, I don't know when they'll be able to beat them because this is the perfect time. So but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with the Bills. I'm gonna go with the upset. I'm gonna go with the Bills. They're rolling right now, they they're one and three straight and they're destroying people. And the Chiefs just aren't right right now. Their defense is not not playing well. They have a young new offensive line, and they're trying to you know get the hang of everything. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, but I have the Bills. I, I think the Bills. This is the this is the time. Hannah at Arrowhead. This is the time. Uh, I have the Bills winning this one on Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football. I'm actually going to be at this game. Uh, Ravens against the Colts. I have the Ravens. The the Colts haven't really shown me. That they can beat like a really good team, uh, and and the Ravens time and time again have showed me that they can. So, and, and the Colts at least this year haven't been a good team. I don't really trust Carson Wentz. I I just don't uh, at all. So I, I have the I have the Ravens Ravens winning this game. So those are my picks. Those are my predictions. Uh, let me know how you feel about it. Let me know what you think. Before the game, to, for games tomorrow, and uh, you know we'll talk about it. So let's go over to basketball uh, a little bit. I've been doing my divisional breakdowns. Um, we went; we already did the Central Division. Uh, we did the Southeast Division last episode. In this episode, we're going to tackle the best division in the in the Eastern Conference, which is the Atlantic Division. The Atlantic Division. The Atlantic Division has the Philadelphia seventy six ers, the Brooklyn Nets the New York uh, Knicks, the Boston Celtics, and the Toronto Raptors. Let's, t- let's talk about and, and, and the thing about this conference is every single team has a, a a story. And now now of course you can say that but, but every single team has a headlining story. Let's let's start with let's start with the Knicks, probably one of the most probably the third fourth most famous team in the league. Even though they haven't really done much in a while, but they they you know it's the Knicks. You know they play at the Madison Square Garden, the mecca of basketball. Uh, everybody wants to show out in Madison Square Garden. I, and the Knicks were exciting last year. I mean, you had most improved player in Julius Randle. Derrick Rose looked really good. Nerlens Noel finally looked good. Uh, R.J. Barrett looked really good. They they had a good team. Reggie Bullock was good. But they made it to the playoffs and and lost in a gentleman's sweep to the to the Atlanta Hawks. And the the problem the problem with this team is they didn't really do much at all. They just re signed all their players. And talking about you know we're gonna run it back, run what back? You just lost in the first round to a young team, a young uh, Atlanta Hawks team. I don't. I didn't understand that, but to me, this team is the the, the bottom of this division. Um, You can kind of go back and forth between them and Toronto Raptors, but we'll talk about the Raptors in a second. Uh, I just don't I, – I, I, I see them being good. I see them being exciting in the regular season, but the things that plague them in the regular season is the things that – well, the thing that you can look over in the regular season with the Knicks is their poor shooting, their, you know their poor – They're not really that good defensively. They were winning games because they were exciting. They had Julius Randle. He was playing out of his mind. And they were so dependent on him that when you go to the playoffs and the same problems that you have in the regular season, you have in the playoffs. And Julius Randle's not playing good. Like they were so, they were too reliant on Derrick Rose. Now, I love Derrick Rose. Everyone that's a basketball fan loves Derrick Rose. You love the Derrick Rose story. We love Derrick Rose. But at this point of his career, after what he's went through in his career, he's not good enough to be the number one guy, especially in a playoff series. And he was pretty much, he, in fact, he was the Knicks' best player in the entire playoffs. Now, I understand, like I said, it was, it was one round. But he was the Knicks' best player in that series. And when you have a most improved player in Julius Randle when you have some of the young talent like RJ Barrett, who had a good season last year Derrick Rose cannot be your best player and I'm saying all that to say about last year is they they're talking about running it back they didn't really do much they didn't really do many moves uh this offseason so I don't know I mean yeah the Knicks will probably be exciting and you know I'm gonna take it I'm gonna take my that take back as far as I don't think they're they're. I think Toronto's probably not or worse than them so i'm gonna take that back but i just i just don't think that i just don't think the, the knicks could make the playoffs or they could make the play i just don't see them that i don't see a a guy that can go put the ball on the ground and get a point like julius Randle. we know he's going left uh i just i just don't see it i mean i i really don't uh it, they have some exciting pieces don't get me wrong they have some exciting pieces, but they don't have any game changers, especially in a division that has nothing but talent so i don't i don't know man i don't i don't i don't i don't again I, the knicks can be they'll be good in the regular season or they'll be okay in the regular season they'll be fun to watch' because it's the knicks i just i I just don't know where where they go you know I just don't know where they go so um that's the Knicks and Toronto. Toronto is kind of like uh uh the New Orleans Saints, man. They they have a new regime. This is the first time since I can remember that they don't e- they either don't have DeMar DeRozan or Kyle Lowry. Uh, you know, Rose DeMar DeRozan, he's he's been gone for a few years now, but Kyle Lowry left to go to the Miami Heat. So now it's the Fred Van Vliet team, uh Scotty Barnes, who is a rookie, uh Pascal Siakam, O.G. Adenobi. This team will be, I think this team will be good defensively. Scotty Barnes is a great defender. Uh, Pascal has the body type and the frame to be a good defender. O.G. Adenobi is a really good defender. It's just, I don't know if this team is good enough and has the pieces to, to score. Uh, your best players is is Pascal Siakam or your best score as I say is Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet now Pascal quietly had a decent year last year but not enough to be a number one option like not decent enough to be a number one option which they asked him to be and he has to be uh so I think Toronto is is going to struggle I really do uh they are really well coached so that's going to get them some wins but I just I don't see Toronto being good really uh this year, especially after losing uh pretty much a staple in their organization, which is Kyle Lowry. So But I'm not gonna say that it came at like as a as a blind side. Like Kyle Lowry's been on the trade block for a minute now. And I think I was more surprised the fact that it actually happened, because I don't know how many times you heard you know, is Kyle Lowry coming back? Is Kyle Lowry coming back? You remember in the last season, the trade deadline, you know, after the game, uh, before the trade deadline, he's piecing everybody up. Like, this is his last game because he even thought he was gone. So, I, you know. But it finally happened, and and, and now Toronto's in a new tenure, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, Boston Boston had a lot of, you know, their head coach is now there, you know, and Brad Stevens now, he's their GM. Danny Ainge is gone. Uh, to me, this is Jason Tatum's team. You you give up or you let Kimball Walker walk. Kimber Walker walk. <laughs> this is Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown's team. Uh Marcus Marcus Smart's there. The only problem that that I see with this team is Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum don't play the don't don't nearly play as good a defense as they should and it kind of seems like they're not as effective together than they should be as far as it's not like a it it it, it seems like and i talked about this before like when the season ended last year it kind of feels like they're playing it's like all right i think they both have a mindset this is my team And I don't think you can have that, even though everyone that watches basketball knows that this is Jason Tatum's team. I don't think that, you know, it it doesn't really seem like Jalen and don't get me wrong. Jalen Brown is a good, he's a good player. Do not get it. Do not get it confused, but it it just feels like he plays like it's his team. And that's not the case, man. And I think that they really need to get it together. They have Dennis Schroeder, uh, Shout out to that man. Dennis Schroeder. Uh, they have Al Horford, Jabari Parker, Theo Pinson. Oh, Theo Pinson on this team? I know that. <laughs> Enos Cantor, Grant Williams. They have some pieces. Peyton Pritchard, who is a uh, uh, who's pretty much a uh Peyton Pritchard's pretty much a um, Summer League uh, Hall of Famer. Uh, but I just I think that, you know. Of course, you're only gonna go as far as Jason Tatum takes him, and I think Jason Tatum is probably like the f- fifth best player uh, in this in this division, which isn't fourth fourth the best player in this division. So, I, uh, yeah, I'm you know that, and that's saying a lot. That's that's saying a lot. So, and, and and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just think you're gonna go as far as Jason Tatum takes you, but you also got to you know. The team has to buy that this is Jason Tatum's team and build around it. And I do want to see what happens, you know, uh, seeing as though, you know, you have a new coach and a new GM and see see how that goes. So um, that's the Celtics. Philadelphia 76ers, man. Um, the the biggest story around this team was, of course, Ben Simmons. I think a report came out the other day saying that uh, this, the, the Portland Trailblazers, rejected a trade or an offer that the Sixers sent them. It was like three first rounders and three pick swaps uh, of Ben Simmons. They trying to get off Ben well let me say this. I think that this is going this team is clearly not or definitely not as good uh with Ben Simmons not on the floor. Especially they 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 built this team around Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and the fact that Ben Simmons will not be there uh definitely hinders this team's ability to 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 win. I mean, you have Joel Embiid, he's going I think he finished sec, third in MVP voting last year. So, you're going to win games. Uh, you have Tobias Harris, who's who's really good in the in the regular season pretty much. You have Danny Danny Green. You have really good pieces. Uh, it's just this team is 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 the cloud around this team is where's where's uh where's Ben Simmons going to go? And and once, you know, you lose maybe two or three games and the chatter is going to get louder and teams are going to start, you know, uh, teams are going to start doubling and, and maybe even tripling team and Joel Embiid because your best shooters is what Seth Curry, who's a, who's a great shooter, don't get me wrong, Danny Green, but neither one of them are really putting the ball on the ground, creating their shot. Um, they don't really have a point guard that can really, like, orchestrate the offense and that's what ben simmons did pretty well even though he couldn't score uh so i think that we're you know the the i think the question with the 76ers is the question that i've heard a lot is did the process fail mm-hmm. of course we know the process you know getting ben simmons getting Joel Embiid. uh the process wasn't just getting those players the process was you know tanking for a while to p- compile a team full of really good players, lottery picks, and then ultimately, you know, rising up to the top and getting a championship, or at least being in contention to win a championship. And I think it failed. It failed because you got you got the talent. You had Ben Simmons. You Well, you have Ben Simmons. You have Joel Embiid. And you are nowhere closer to a championship now than you were with... Now, now let me say this. The team is better... Now, clearly better than it was, you know, with Sam Hinky and, and all the tanking and stuff, but it didn't, uh, you didn't get like, no, you didn't get a championship. And the problem with that is with this whole Ben Simmons news, they're, they're further away from the championship now than they've been for a while in a while. So with that, I do think it failed. It's It's unfortunate, but it did fail. Um, cause they're, the goal was not just to compile a whole bunch of good players from losing. It is to win a championship. And they're now further away today than they were a year ago or two years ago. And I, that is, you know, it, it sucks. <laughs> uh, but Hey, that's the 76ers. <sighs> then we get to Brooklyn and I don't need to talk about Kevin Durant. I don't need to talk about James Harden. I don't need to talk about Steve Nash as a coach. I don't need to talk about them losing, uh, what's the name, them losing DeAndre Jordan. I don't need to talk about them getting Cam Thomas, who looks like, right now, the steal of the draft. All this team's, um, the success of this team is banking on one person and one person alone, and that is Kyrie Irving. Now, am I saying that this is Kyrie Irving's team? No, this is Kevin Durant's team. Am I saying that Kyrie Irving is the best player? No, Kevin Durant's the best player. James Harden's the second best player. Then it's Kyrie. So why am I saying that the success of this team is banking on Kyrie Irving? Because we know what we're going to get out of Kevin Durant. So, again, win healthy, Kevin Durant. Hell, the GMs just voted. I think Kevin Durant, they voted him like the best player in the league. We know what Kevin Durant is. We know when healthy, who James Harden is. One of the most prolific scores the league has ever seen. So I say that this the, the, the success for the Brooklyn Nets is pretty much banking on Kyrie because Kyrie, now, I'm not here, again, I've said this time and time again, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do when it comes to this vaccine. I'm not you know, it's your body, you do what you you do what makes you happy, you do what makes you feel safe. Uh, if if you want to take the vaccine, take it. If you don't want to take it, hey, that's on you. Do your thing. Um, I'm vaccinated. Uh my family's vaccinated. Cool. And I'm not here judging anyone that doesn't want to get vaccinated or um i i may have personal feelings about getting vaccinated compared to not getting vaccinated but i'm not here you know i'm I'm not looking at somebody differently that doesn't want to get vaccinated compared to someone that does but with that being said there's mandates out now there are there are cities there are states that are forcing people well are 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 putting mandates out that you can't you have to get the vaccine and brooklyn and brooklyn is one of them new york was one of the hardest hit places obviously but one, one of the hardest hit places with COVID, and because of that you know and and now that we have a vaccine uh they're pretty much if you are a Brooklyn worker you or essential worker which they're considering basketball players essential workers uh you have to get mandated or you have not mandated you have to get vaccinated or you can't play meaning Kyrie Irving right now is not eligible to play in any home games any home games and the thing about it because you were like, all right, people that are saying, all right, there's only 41 games. You're good. Just play on the road. No, uh-uh. because there are also road teams like San Francisco. There are also road teams that also have this mandate, meaning he won't be able to play in San Francisco. He won't be able to play in Brooklyn. And what happens if, when you get to the playoffs? In a series. What happens if a series goes to game seven in Brooklyn? He can't play. Hell, he can only play, say say Brooklyn has has home court advantage. He can only play uh in what three games if it goes to seven games. Meaning, bro, you see what the Lakers are doing. There's teams that are retooling. The Lakers, Milwaukee Bucks that just won a championship. Uh Golden State's getting healthy. Uh, you know, we see what the Miami Heat are doing now. don't the Phoenix Suns the Clippers like oh man I just think man this this season is this season for the Brooklyn Nets is banking on if Kyrie gets the vaccine or not because we know what you're going to get from KD you know what you're going to get from James Harden and they're good they're good enough to get you to the championship with those two alone no, they're good enough to get you at least to the second round with those two alone. Not saying that they're, you know, but when you're playing, say they have to play Milwaukee Bucks, a better team without Kyrie Irving. We saw what happened in the, uh, this year. Say they have to play the Miami Heat in the second round, a complete team, and you don't have Kyrie Irving in half the games. Uh, And don't get me started with what the... The Lakers are about to... Bro, you have LeBron, AD, Russell Westbrook, Mello. Dwight Howard's back. Ray John Rondo's back. DeAndre Jordan's there. Uh, THT, like, the last thing you want to do is be in an NBA Finals game. Say they make it to the Finals and they, Kyrie Irving can't play in home games so this 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 year this season the success i'll say this the success that the brooklynettes have this season is solely based on what happens with kyrie irving in this in this vaccine now you saw that that uh andrew wiggins got it because he was set to lose like 15 mil now, I understand with endorsements and everything and how much money he's made in his career, $15 million ain't nothing. Now, I know it's crazy to say this, but $15 million ain't nothing to Kyrie. But this is your best. Hell, you, the Brooklyn Nets lost a championship last year due to the health of Kyrie Irving and the health of James Harden. And, you know, all we've been hearing is, you know, when we're fully healthy, scary hours. That's all we've been hearing all off season from James Harden and, and, the, and the and the team. And now you may not have. In fact, you probably won't have your full team. At least if if Kyrie ever doesn't get the vaccine, you probably won't have. You will not have your full team half the games. So he's pretty much a part time player. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know. I don't know. But. This is, that's definitely a story that's going to linger throughout the year. If Kyrie Irving stands pat and does not get the vaccine again, I'm not here. I'm not here saying, you know, you have to get the vaccine. You don't have to get the vaccine. I'm here saying do what's best for you. But I also know that if this is starting to affect like your work, uh, your livelihood. uh, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. Let's move forward. Uh, shouts out to to Candace Parker and the Chicago Sky for making it to the WNBA Finals. Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> I, hell, I had I had Connecticut making it. I mean, they were the number one overall seed. You had John Quill Jones. You had DeWanna Bonner. You had uh, Alja Thomas. Uh, no, uh, Alisa Thomas. I apologize. I thought they were gonna win, um, or at least make it to the finals, and they did not. Shout out I, I, I definitely underestimated how good uh Dana Evans was playing, how good Candace Parker was playing, how good uh Vandersloot was playing, how good Cooper was playing. They did really good. And uh as we speak right now, 'cause I'm 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 doing this before uh the game before game what five the vegas aces and the phoenix mercury are set to play uh tonight actually uh in game five you know winner, winner take all pretty much now uh what's her name again um oh uh i apologize yo i've what what um why is her name escaping me oh man Hold on, guys. I'm I'm looking up this player's name. I forgot. I forgot her. I don't. Her name is escaping me. Oh man, her name is escaping me. She uh she just tore her ACL. Unfortunately, um, damn. She went to UConn. Why am I? Why is this name? <laughs> I apologize, y'all. But why is this name? Why is her name escaping me? Lord Jesus, I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking at. It. Hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Her name is escaping me right now, but when I see it, Kia Nurse. I kept saying Kelsey Ball. Kia Nurse, unfortunately, uh, damn, that's crazy. Kia Nurse, unfortunately, uh, tore ACL, and I think that's a big loss for Phoenix. So we'll definitely see how that is, and I think that even if they do beat the Aces, that that loss is going to be felt. Uh against the sky in the playoff i mean in the in the championship i wish nothing but a speedy recovery for kia nurse um but i mean it's you know it's it's just it's unfortunate for her and i don't i don't wish that upon anybody especially 20 cl that can affect i mean some people don't come back from that now i hope she does and i'm sure that she does she's she's a great great player she's been she's been great uh for a while so i, I hope nothing but the best but we'll see how it goes um but shouts out to the chicago sky for making it and shouts out for all the all the team, you know both the aces and phoenix because like i said we're recording this before the game so however whatever happens uh Whoever makes it, we'll talk about, of course, first game of the WNBA finals on Sunday, uh at like three o'clock on ABC. So I'm excited and we'll see how it goes. And uh yeah. Uh let's 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 move over to baseball a little bit. At some point, you know, for the longest, the the saying for baseball is money can buy you championships. When you look at a lot of especially but in the past, the teams that had the biggest you know salary cat or you know salaries and and the teams with the networks usually won the championship or usually had something to say or at least made it to the championship. The Yankees have been this is all right so the Yankees lost in the wild card to the Boston Red Sox garrett garrett cole just completely collapsed it just it was it they lost and this is yet another disappointing end to the yankee season and i and every, not every team's gonna win we know this i'm so i'm not saying it's disappointing because you know there's only one world series champion there's only two teams that make it the world series and and there's multiple teams in the league so of course you have a very slim shot to making it but when you put as much money into the players that the Yankees put into their players, as much money they have into Giancarlo Stanton, as much money in, and, and Giancarlo Stanton had a Giancarlo Stanton had a great ending to the year. Uh, Aaron Judge had a really good ending to the year. But when you put as when you put that much money into them, uh, them two, and Garrett Cole coming from Houston, and just for them to to flame out or just for Garrett Cole to flame out in the world I mean in the in the playoffs or the wild card you're starting to see that money I mean look at look the, yeah the Dodgers the Dodgers did win but you're starting to see that I don't know what it is I mean there's always something you put maybe the Yankees are putting their money into the wrong positions I don't know cuz their bullpen usually is bad their pitching maybe not be bad, even though they thought Garrett Cole and and a lot of people thought Garrett Cole was supposed to be, uh, the the remedy to that. It it's just yet another disappointing end to the Yankees, and I think we have to start. What is the fact? Hold up, we have to start looking at the Yankees in in the right perspective, and you know we. The Yankees, you know, we know about their historic. You know, we know about their history. We know about, uh, you know, how good they've been. We we know it. Okay, we know it. However, they haven't. How many? They have nineteen World Series. Oh no! I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me let me get this together. The Yankees have. Is it nineteen? Nineteen. 19 World Series. Yeah. Is it 19? 19? I'm going to go with 19. 19 World Series. And, uh... But they haven't been to the World Series since 2009. Or, they haven't won a World Series since 2009 for people that's losing track of time it is 2021 i think we have to start looking at the yankees kind of like how i think people are starting to look at uh look at the boston celtics the boston celtics have not won a champ yes they have a prestigious background in a, in a in a championship laden history but they haven't won since what 2008 And it, this is just yet another disappointing season or a disappointing ending. And honestly, a disappointing season altogether for the Yankees. I mean, their highlight was the Field of Dreams games, which was a really good game. But then they lost that game. So there's that, man. And lastly, before we go. So the big fight this weekend is uh, Wilder against Fury third fight, um, I think it ended in a draw. The first one, Tyson Fury won the second one. There was a lot of controversy or a lot of people saying controversial things coming out of the second one. I just think that, you know, Tyson Fury won. And Tyson Fury is a better boxer. Or at least he's been a better boxer as far as, like, all-around better boxer than 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 deontay wilder it's just deontay Wilder had you know he has that punching power and he does not hold back um so who do i think is gonna win this fight the thing that uh you know you can't play box you can't play fight you can't play you know mma and you have to be focused like focus or another person is going to rip your head off and I think Deontay Wilder is going to win this fight because of a couple things one Tyson Fury didn't even want to fight this guy I think you know the rules in boxing is if you know if if they if they petition for it you have to you have to grant them a third fight if you you know if it's like tied or something or if you haven't won two or something like that you have to grant them a third fight. Tyson Fury didn't want to fight this fight. He wanted to fight Anthony Joshua, who just lost uh, like two or three weeks ago. He wanted to fight him. Tyson Fury can't. I believe he had COVID twice, twice, and because of that. He wasn't able to train like, like he, like he usually does now because of that, he gained 20, he has, he's 20 pounds heavier. Now he, his camp was saying, you know, he's 20 pounds heavier so he can take the blows. No bro, you're 20 pounds heavier because you had COVID twice and you couldn't train like you wanted to train. And Deontay Wilder, you know, he, he has a new trainer and they're saying that they retooled everything and. I haven't really heard a lot of talking out of Deontay Wilder's camp, but I've heard a lot of talking and a lot of distraction distracting talk from Tyson Fury over talking about the Paul brothers and this, that, and the third man. It's I just think that Deontay Wilder's been more focused this fight. And uh I think it's gonna be a really good fight. A a lot better than the last one. I think it's going to be good. And I, I just have, I think Ty, Deontay Fury is going to, or Deontay Wilder, I apologize, is going to win this fight. So I think he's going to win it. And there you have it. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. Um, If you want a popular podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, joggers, the link is in the description below. It's about to start getting cold. So get your hoodies, get your sweaters. Uh, I have multiple different designs, multiple different colors. Get yours today. Also, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. Again, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And until next time, much love.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, last year I made 7 million Didn't have to do a single fucking show should out to my niggas up at Coca-Cola For the check that cut me at the Super Bowl All my life moments is a Super Bowl My nigga Dr. Dre, he got a Super Bowl Last night I was texting Jack Dorsey That's the perks you get from being super dope This is real life, ain't no act in it All these rap niggas, they be Brad Pitt Every little thing I do is mad different Got my little cousin playing batman. Gave my little bro a quick 50 piece He got the whole motherfucking trap hittin'. I've been stacking up all these assets can be conducting any bad business Like whoa, hey, I keep that drip on me, my nigga, I'm big homie, Home, huh, hey, I can't ever slip homie, my mama might flip on me, like, whoa, hey, drop top coupe in the motherfucker, i i will rest my case, like, huh? hey, I'ma live life to the fullest with every single breath I take, wow. up, huh, let me tell you nigga something real quick, hey uh, an asshole, you can suck my dick, get cold every time that she touch my wrist, I'm the greatest nigga, can't fuck this. Uh, my niggas pull up in them Chevys and beamers We all young and rich, you can't track my demeanor. I just bought a Birkin for my Amaragina. I've been getting money since I was a senior, but last year I made seven million, didn't have to do a single fucking show. Should I two my niggas up at Coca Cola for the check that cut me at the Super Bowl? On oh, my life, moments is a Super Bowl. My nigga Dr. Dre, he got a Super Bowl. Last night, I was texting Jack Dorsey, that's the perks you get from being super dope. I be feeling like it's me against the world, but I can give a fuck who my opponent is. Uh, niggas asking why I dropped the YBN. I had no other choices, we ain't owning shit. And you know all that janky shit, I'm not condoning it. With a Couple niggas, I got a bone to pick I'm on some movement shit, y'all on some moment shit But I'll be here forever, y'all can go on quick We had bad bitches in a new Bentley Just read up from that new stimmy. My brother counting them blue Benjis Only feel good when my crew with me Like, whoa, they try to question my character Young rich and black, they hate me in America We some real niggas, don't fit the criteria Don't like your vibe, not a lot of my area I entered this game and I came here to change it Speak my beliefs, now they calling me dangerous Taking a throne and I'm gonna maintain it I gotta go down, as just one of the crimes So anybody got a problem with me Can't fake, kick it, fuck your politics And I ain't worried about it I know God is with Amen. me Your peace of mind is worth a dollar fifty But last year I made seven million Didn't have to do a single fucking show Shout out to my niggas up at Coca-Cola For the check that cut me at the Super Bowl On my life moments is a super Bowl. My nigga Dr. Dre, he got a Super Bowl Last night I was texting Jack Dorsey That's the perks you get from being super dope